Yeah, absolutely. All right, so this is uh, We the Parents podcast, and today we have a special guest. I'll let you uh, introduce yourself because I don't want to say your last name wrong. So go ahead. Alex Enton. Alex Enton. And you were um, a candidate for a state representative for Bucks County, correct? For U.S. Congress. Bucks County. Yes, Bucks and a small portion of Montgomery. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so you wanted to get on here to talk about uh, the books and what's happening in schools. I'm guessing you were running on that a little bit. Yes, and I was involved with my school district as well. Okay. Uh, parents. Okay. Yeah. I um. So I, I just I briefly looked in you. So you 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 have a business in Northampton. Um, I work for for a company in uh, uh, in Bristol, Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. So um. Oh, so you're from Northampton. Is that what it is? I see something about Northampton. Yes. Okay. So are you, um, I mean, what, what made you run? What, 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 what was the, what was the main cause of you wanting to run? Well, I looked at it in the sense that I could not sit idly by anymore. I'm, I'm a, myself, I'm a first generation immigrant from okay. the communist Republic of Moldova. I came here when I was just nine years old and you know, this country as most immigrants say, gave us the opportunity to live the American dream. Right. And so I want to make sure that our kids have that same opportunity that we were able to get growing up. Mm-hmm. And what I saw and been noticing is very concerning to me. And because of that, I wanted to get involved because if we don't, we might not have a country to save down the road if we just let it go down the wrong path. Right. And, and and like, what have you seen uh, getting involved in politics? Because it's just me briefly just getting involved with the schools and, and all these things. And now I'm talking to, uh, you know, more Republicans in the area because they are leaning more towards uh, you know, straightening out the schools in, in the area. And I'm seeing it's just so stressful. There's there's a lot of people that don't want to get involved in things because they're afraid of uh, either backlash or it just doesn't, you know, it's not uh, profitable to them. Uh, I personally sat down with a state representative in my area. And uh, when I was talking about schools with one of the parents, Barbara, um, and he just pretended like it wasn't a thing, like it wasn't it wasn't as big as an issue as I was making it or he didn't personally see it like as if it wasn't even on his radar whatsoever. But then we've already had bills that were vetoed by uh, the governor. You know, this has been a conversation, you know, uh, Virginia flipped red because of this situation. I mean, it's it kind of blows my mind that some people aren't really into it. So were you uh, outspoken about that? Because I don't know much of how uh, like what you were running off of and what your uh, main purpose was. So originally I did get involved before even the race for the congressional seat primary. I uh, got involved as one of the parents speaking out about the books and the curriculum that was to our kids' classrooms. Uh, I attended the school board meetings. I gave them examples of the books that they had approved. And listen, school board director, it's a non-paying job. It's a, as they say, nothing burger that requires a lot of work, right? And so because of that, you know, I can't blame the school board directors for what was happening. They're only going off of what the administrators were giving them the information of. And so, for example, the one book that I couldn't believe that they approved um, was called Between the World and Me. And the preface of the book is that it's uh, written by the author to his teenage son that says that white America will plunder not only the black bodies, but the environment, too. 
but the way it was presented to the school board, it's a modern book for the modern times and it has won awards. Listen, right. as a school board director, I'll have been the first one. Yep, let's let's put that book in. That that sounds great. Right, right. But you know, nobody has the time to sit and read two hundred some pages, especially when there's like five, six books at once that you're supposed to look through. Right. And so that's how they've been getting along and pushing this curriculum into the kids' classrooms. Mm. So I, I uh, we've brought up books before and they just kind of uh, brush it off and maybe they don't know exactly what's in it. Maybe they don't. Uh, but I feel like they are uh, aren't looking deep enough when parents do make this issue because th- this curriculum like, like that stuff is is truly separating people. I mean, we're 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 knocking 40 plus years off of the country uh, when we talk like that. You know, and, and and then with the you know, we saw a lot of sexually explicit content, which was there's no way that should be available for minors whatsoever. I mean, very uh, vivid detail of sexual encounters. Sometimes it's an adult and a child. Some, and it's just we're not getting we're not getting anywhere with, with the school board. And and as you said, it's, it's like I don't want to blame them. Um, but at the same time. We're, our voices are going unheard and, and and we don't have even the local politicians. Not many of them are, are willing to stand behind us. So I, you know, I, I give you credit for, for running because uh, there's a lot of parents that don't even aren't even willing to speak up because they're afraid of backlash. And and we need more citizens to run, more concerned citizens, more more parents and all. Uh, but it doesn't seem like we're getting that. I mean, our state representative, I said that completely ignored our situation um he's unopposed you know he's gonna win because he's unopposed right i mean so i i I don't know where to go from here because it seems like the gop doesn't back people like you very much no they definitely don't unless you're part of the establishment unless you've been there involved in doing whatever they need to do it's true and listen and that's why the results also show what they do because again people who live in the area a lot of them don't want to get involved politically. Listen, everybody right. has busy lives. You you wake up in the morning, you have to get your kids ready for school. Yeah. You run off to work. You come back. You have to stop by a supermarket, get some groceries, make dinner, you know, do laundry, put kids, shower the kids, whatever, put them to bed, and kind of finish out your day paying bills or whatever else you got going on. People have a lot of stuff going on, and so they, to them, they don't look at it as a uh, listen. I can't have I can't find more time for. To be involved politically. Here's a right. check to the GOP. I put a check mark that I did something, and and that's all you know. That's all I mm-hmm. can provide. And then I'll show up in uh, primaries and me and in November to vote for whoever I get the sample ballot from the GOP for. Mm-hmm. And that's how it goes, you know. And people are uninformed, you know. At the same time, listen, we live very comfortable lives, and I hope right. it never changes. But remember, we come home. We turn on our Netflix, we watch a movie, we want to order something, we pick up our phone, we right. find Amazon app and we place the order and it's here in two days. So we live comfortably. So we don't see it. I seen it. I came from a country where there was nothing, where, right. you know, you couldn't get an education if you were a certain religion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were barriers to everything. And then having the opportunity here, it's a whole different perspective. But right. when you were born to in the United States and that's all you experience, you're like, well, maybe this is just fine and this is okay. They took a little bit of our freedom. This is great. Oh, this is right. okay. They're just caring about us. Right. You know, I've seen 
I see over the hill kind of thing because right. I it. And, and it's funny because there's a lot of people from other countries that feel that way. I work with a guy from Poland and he thinks it's amazing that there's younger people over here advocating for socialism. He thinks it's the, he's like, what, what are they doing? You know, it, it, it blows my mind. And, and, the sc- and this this curriculum, the schools, uh, you know, this whole uh, America's uh, racist and, 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 you know, bigoted and, and everybody who's not on this side is this and that they are not helping this 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 fight for unity whatsoever. And and I find it really interesting that the GOP doesn't find more interesting people like you. So I now I'm a Republican, obviously, I, I'm fairly conservative with a lot of views, but I I it's hard for me to 100% stand behind a party that doesn't appreciate the concerned citizen. And I, I've had a conversation with Ian Smith from New Jersey, the gym owner that wouldn't shut down his gym. I've had a conversation with him before. He said that the GOP didn't back him. I mean, I understand that they're – no, I don't understand. Okay, It shouldn't be all about the money. But, but at the same time, it's like, what, what, what do we do? Do we break into this party? Do we start another party? Do we just keep on pushing? But like, what, what do, like, what did you see from the GOP as you, you know, with your, with your views that you were running on? I mean, did you just get, you know, the cold shoulder, or were they just trying to lean more towards the guy that was already familiar? Well, the the guy I was running is the incumbent, mm-hmm. so they obviously backed him. But I'll tell you this much: uh, a lot of People have awakened to what's going on, and a lot of people started getting involved. And so mm-hmm. the GOP today, even though it still hasn't produced a different result, looks right. very different than what it used to look like. Because right. a lot more people are involved, a lot more people are joining to be precinct committee people, you know, execs and volunteering and so forth. So I see that shift. We're not there yet where we can say, okay, now we're taking over the party locally here, and we're going to move to change it and be a right. different type of a GOP party. But the tentacles are coming out and you can see the a little bit of a shift, which is great. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can at least at this point work with. You know, obviously as the as we move forward, changes could be made and it could be even better. But at this point this is where we're at. So I'm wondering is was your um was your opponent was he's Someone that also talked about these things or or was it more just the, uh, you know, the the mainstream conversation, I guess you could say. The problem with the incumbent who I ran against, uh, it's funny, I just had a conversation with somebody yesterday who's running for a different position and they said they were knocking on doors and people were like, we hate that guy who's running for U.S. Congress, is that most of the time he votes with the Democrats. He's the reason. Right. A lot of the policies that came in is because he was one of the final deciding votes. Mm-hmm. And just like the. Oh, lost you. Oh, there you are. Are oh, you back? Got um, it's just so many different things where he that he's been voting on and what he stands for. And you as a conservative Republican, you look at it and say, why are you representing me? This is not what right. I want you to do. Mm-hmm. And, but that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed since he's been in this position. So many people have turned to him and said, listen, what are you doing? And he's still the same way. So 
at the end of the day, he doesn't need to change because he's still winning elections, right? Right. So based on that, this is where we're at at the moment. So until people come to the polls and say, no, we're not going to vote for you anymore. Your time mm. is up. That's the only way you can make a change. Otherwise, you'll stay. It will be a status quo and you'll stay the same and and nothing will ever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll say his name flat out. Todd Stevens. He 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 ran unopposed. He he uh, and, and I'm I'm fine with uh, partisan uh, bipartisan, you know, things. I want everybody to be together in the long run. Right. Um, but his whole advertisement thing is alongside Wolf and Shapiro. He doesn't talk about the Republican uh, candidates. He doesn't talk about Mastriano or, or he doesn't bring up any of the school things. And when there is, uh, you know, bills uh, trying to be passed to, to stop the explicit, the explicit books or whatever, he, you know, his name's not on it, you know, or, or he's voting the other way. And, and we've, I sat in front of him and said, I, you know, like, I feel like you're not representing us. And, you know, his, his, he, his take was he kind of just didn't want to, step in that direction he wanted to play it safe basically without saying those words and that is the biggest problem right now because there's so many people going unheard or 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 just ignored because we want to just go with the establishment and it, it makes me sick really because i was never into these things until my kids school started acting the way they were with covid and then i got brought onto these other situations and the school does the same thing you know i mean you have some people that seem like they want change but they're kind of like it's coming from the higher up and then you have other people that are just like you know you're just a right wing trump supporter uh and it's really hard for when even when i do speak logic and common sense of school boards and all you know you have the the people that just they look at you like that and doesn't matter what you say whether it's truthful or not whether it's wrong or right they're going to already have an opinion of you and it's going to stay that way the entire time and it's really hard yeah they'll just say oh you're a conspiracy theorist yep I just presented the facts. There's no what? conspiracies. Right. And that's why I started this, because I just want like even if they don't want to hear me or they think I'm a little bit more too aggressive at the school board meetings or whatever the case, because I, I just OK, just listen. OK, we're going to show you what we have. OK, I, I you know, we're, I've read portions of a book on here before. It was completely disgusting. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to help parents out with actions they can take. Um, so what what has your district done? uh when you were fighting for the school like what 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 do you guys what's the route you guys are going well i also got involved in helping one of the school board directors in my my i guess direction the, my director for my school district since there's nine total but where i live there was a position and there was a gentleman running so i helped him with his campaign and uh there was a few others running so we actually took the board we made it awesome. a conservative board which is great. And, mm -hmm. you know, now we have a place where these people are obviously thinking the same way we are. And if something comes up, they, you know, they're there to address it. Um, That's great. Also, the superintendent uh, left, who I wasn't big of, fond, really fond of to begin with. Um, mm -hmm. So he left and the new person came in. So I'm hoping that all these changes will now push us in the right direction. So, so how did you get there though? Like, what, what did you guys do? Did you just scare them at, out of their position, or was it just, or was it, have, has it been conservative? Did you, did you get the votes, or had, did you do something to get them to step down, and then you replaced them? Like, what was the, what was the situation? No, they, they were open positions. There were. Up oh, okay, okay. And uh, it's, it's interesting. The one position 
we had somebody who was supposed to be a Republican, mm. but he was not a Republican at all. And so what was interesting is he was still endorsed by the Republican Party in his district, even though all this information came out about him, of what he had said, what he had done, they still backed him. And the gentleman who actually helped out as well ran against him in the primary and beat him badly. Oh, wow. The problem is, is that then November came and mail-in ballots were, this is all 2021. That was last year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, with the mail-in ballots, he lost by 50 votes mm. to the Democrat. So even though he went from Republican to Democrat in that particular seat, it really stayed Democrat in reality, the way I looked at it as, but we picked up a lot of other seats. So we were at 5-4. And we became a 6-3 board. But the 5-4 was the Republican acting as a Democrat. So it was always 4-5 in reality. Right, so right. 6-3 and a lot, you know, a lot better, obviously, in that scenario. Yeah, we're 6-3 right now. There's only three Republicans and the rest is just, you know, they just there's no opposing to any of this whatsoever from that side at, at all. Um, so that's good to hear. That's that's really good news. See, uh, and it's funny because I don't want to get into like election integrity uh, and all those things because I know that's that's definitely a conspiracy conversation apparently. But but here the Republicans won. We're we're winning right the night before we we swept. We're sweeping them right. And then the next morning, oh, you know the the last few ballots, and then they got pushed over. So then we ended up with more Democrats. Um, so I don't and personally, like I talk to a lot of people now, I don't know where it's coming from. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really see. I don't see any parents fighting for this stuff in the district. Um, I see a lot of parents fighting against it. Um, you might have your parent here and there that's saying that, like, I, they don't understand why we're fighting for it. But I don't see where this is coming from. I don't know why this is happening. Um, I'm getting told that it's it's more from like a higher up position above the boards. So. What do we do about this? Uh, I mean, we're working on a lawsuit situation, but, uh, you know, that requires money and time. They don't seem to be scared at all. Uh, so, you know, you being in the inner workings of the politics, I mean, what do you see? Do you see anything from a higher level that's a, that's that's pushing these schools to do this? Because there's no way that uh, all these schools just simultaneously decided to push extra progressive things all at the same time. You know, I, even if they are Democrat, you know, this is this is a new form of Democrat these days. So I'm just curious, like, have you seen anything or talked to anybody, got some inside information um, like special funding or or what? Why do they feel the need to push this? Well, a couple of things. Let's unpack of what you had just asked. So one, I think what's happening is that teachers union are very much involved in this. Mm -hmm. And it has been uh, uncovered that they have supported Democrat candidates for the school. Yeah. Uh, also, I think a lot of this stuff has been happening prior to the pandemic. But if anything was there, a silver lining to this pandemic is that parents got to see what is being taught to their children. True. Yeah. And so that's where now we're awakened to it. Now we notice it a lot more. Again, listen, we send our kids in, 
We're like, okay, you had a great day. Great. Let's have dinner, do your right. homework, and go to bed. We never got involved. And listen, it's a shame on us, but at the end of the day, we all have busy lives. Again, I get it. It's not, you know, our my parents worked, you know, 12-hour days and so forth to provide for for uh, for us and everything. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's been happening. The other thing is, is that why is it done? And here's the important thing to understand is that the reason they're teaching kids all this different stuff is for multiple reasons. One is because what they're trying to do is to divide the country. Mm-hmm. And what happens is it's part of this whole color revolution, which is what's been happening in every country, no matter where you look, is that once you divide the people, it's easy to come in and take over. When the country is united, you can't break it up. You can't force it to become a communist country, a socialist country. You can't do it. But when people are fighting, that's when you swoop right in, take over, and you turn it into another China. And that's happened multiple, multiple times in all these other countries. And so that's partially why. And the other thing is that why they're teaching all this sexually explicit stuff to kids is because, again, they're trying to break up the nuclear family. Yeah. And that's the whole point of it. And and the thing is that they started this in universities, but then they realized is that not enough kids go to universities. So they had to go into the lower grade schools, uh, you know, regular grade schools here. And that's why we're seeing it here now. So, you know, it's it's interesting because you have parents who are like, oh, this can't be happening. Oh, this is not happening. And you're like, are you living under a rock? Right. So, but. I mean, I, I some people there there's no turning back and i i really am trying to figure out a way to talk to these people um a lot of them don't want to talk you know because either they don't have anything to to uh say back when, when i say some certain things or they just don't know or it, it's just right away whether i'm telling them 100 percent facts and i back it up right in front of their face they don't want to hear it they think that i'm just this radical whatever the case and I mean, I've talked to people that don't believe that the left has done any violence in, at all in this country. It's all right wing. Every Antifa video, every riot video, all right wing. I said, like, like, I, like you said, if you've been living under a rock, like, wh- what are you seeing? So how do we get the message across to people who not not the far left because they're gone? I, let's, let's be honest here. The far left, there's no turning back. I mean, these people are ready to lose their lives. Uh, for this stuff, you know, they, they're cutting up their kids. They're, you know, it's just ridiculous. Um, so how do we get the people that are just, you know, just moderate Democrat or or just, just just the average working man who just always voted Democrat? He believes that Trump is, you know, an asshole, to be frank, right? So he just votes that way. Just seems like they're the more compassionate side, regardless of whatever Biden's screaming today. How do we get those people to Listen to us and, and to understand how, how do you how are you able to, to, to give that get enough time with these people to ex- actually explain and get them to see like what did you do on the campaign trail um, to try to get more people to, to listen because clearly you have the same mindset I'm I'm, I'm pretty uh, you were so close to going into the World Economic Forum I knew it I knew you were going to <laughs> so like how how do we get people to listen I mean how do we do that. Especially like I like I'm I'm I can be a little bit in your face. Uh, I'm a very nice guy though, you know what I mean. But I when people don't understand, I like I don't know how to explain it without getting like, what are you what are you not seeing, you know? So how do we 
have this conversation with people that refuse to listen. That's what we need to do. We do. And that's the other part. Think about it. If you don't agree to what the political left is wants you to agree to, you're now a right wing. Yes. Not. And you are extremist and you should be on the FBI list. I mean, think about it. Parents who went and attended school board meetings were considered domestic terrorists at this point. I mean, this is just and the thing is, is that it has turned into more of not just a Republican Democrat issue has turned into a parent rights issue. Yes. And that's why, again, going back to Virginia, why Youngkin was able to win Mm -hmm. is because, listen, there's way more Democrats there than Republicans. But we did not want that stuff in their in their kids classrooms. Mm -hmm. And that's why he won. So it's becoming to be more apparent that, you know, those moderate Kennedy Democrats, they're like, well, I don't know about all this uh, far left wing stuff. This is taking us way too far left. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point. I think in this November election will be the same thing is that they're looking at the economy, the inflation, gas prices, the southern border. They're looking at all this stuff and they're like, what is going on? Why is every single thing as much as we hated Trump because of the way he tweeted and all this other yeah. stuff? Right. But every policy that he put in place, you turned it a different direction and it got worse. Yes. 100%. And at some point, I mean, obviously, I don't think the Democrats are thinking this way, but the way I think about it is that at this point, it's not that they just messed up and they're like, oh, whoops, we went the wrong direction. We shouldn't have. No, they're like, this is what we wanted to do because we want to destroy what is what was going on that was well. We want to destroy everything in this country as fast as possible. And that's what they're doing. Every single thing from energy, inflation, I mean, southern border, you name it, Mm -hmm. you name it. Um, Even on the world stage, look at us like, you know, the leaders are laughing at our face. Yeah, they are. So, but but people still believe them, no matter what they say. There's still people that believe that all these issues are caused by Trump. I mean, they, they are so, they're not even good at it. They just have manipulated people so much that... They can still have people sitting here blaming Trump for things almost two years later. And they are so well at playing this race card, even though they say the most racist things in the world, like black people can't get IDs and simple things like that. Um, but they they convince so many people that the Republicans are these extremely racist extremists who are violent, they're terrorists. And that's so hard. You know, if I knock on doors right now, um, I, like I said, I know a lot of people that feel like me, but. The people that don't feel like me, as soon as I uh, mention that I'm a Republican, I'm here to speak for uh, a candidate or whatever the case is, they're going to slam the door in my face. Republicans are demonized. How do we get that vision, uh, like get a better vision, basically, to to the people who were just so stuck in their CNNs or their MSNBCs? Because that's all they're seeing is the Republicans bad, Republicans bad, Republicans bad. And they refuse to hear any conversation from us. They've already labeled Mastriano as a racist uh, because he used Gab, you know, that whole situation or whatever the case is. And, uh, and he's far from it. I mean, he endorsed Kathy Barnett. He didn't even endorse Oz. He endorsed Kathy Barnett. It was a black woman. You know, so she was, you know, I, I voted for her. 
So and he just wants people to be more free. But then they say, OK, so we can't get them on this. Then abortion. Republicans hurt themselves with abortion. You know, so it's like. How do we win? I mean, I, we, there is more people changing. Right. But at the same time, if you know, if there is some cheating in the election and there's still these people that vote Democrat, there's a there's a chance we still can lose because there's a ton of there's tons of people out there that don't want to hear us talk. They just right away. You're a racist. You're this. You're that. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we say. So it's really hard. How do you how how have you what was your experience with talking to people? Have you, have you talked to a lot of people that didn't? Uh, agree with Republicans? And if you have, like, what? how, how did that situation go? How, how did it end? I Because it was primary when I ran, I didn't have to really deal with too many Democrats or independents because they couldn't okay. vote anyway in the election. Um, but, you know, I the way I look at it is, I think we are the majority, but because of the CNN, the MSNBC, the way they're spinning it, the small minority of people who watch him, mm-hmm. which is why their ratings are where they're at. Yeah. Um, you know, they are hook, line, and sinker. And it's interesting. Um, I'll, I'll share a couple of things with you. So we have a uh, friends who we got to know because of my uh, daughter went to daycare with their daughter. And they came over our house when I was helping with the uh, school board elections. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they go... So we're talking and we're discussing that, you know, she's mentioning to me. And this lady is just like me, an immigrant from the former Soviet Union, came around the same time, got a great education, became a doctor. So we're sitting and and talking and she's like, well, you know, this is and she's a Democrat, which I couldn't understand why. But she goes, you know, it's great that Kamala is the is the vice president. I'm like, well, let me ask you, do you think because she's the first black woman to be the vice president of the United States? I'm like, well, that's great. I'm like, listen, let me ask you. Uh, do you think she was the best candidate for that position? She's like, that's not important. Right. Right. And I was just, I was floored because, listen, again, if I was born here, maybe. But what happened to meritocracy? Like, you, mm-hmm. that's the whole point where you want to pick the best person. When you go to the, uh, God forbid, ER, do you want to pick a doctor because of their race or gender or because right. they're the best doctor who can operate? Right. right. And so it, it baffled me. But that's what it is. That's where we're living in at the moment with certain people just attaching their ways. And and I couldn't you know, I tried to have a conversation with her and it didn't matter. Right. And I said, listen, I'm like, what about this whole diversity, equity and inclusion is being taught. She's like, well, I think, you know, the black people have they have been oppressed. So this is good that they're teaching that. I'm like. And again, at some point I have to back off because then I I, I start like red and I'm, you know, so I'm like, that's fine. And we had, you know, they were over our house and so forth and kids were over. So I'm like, you know what? No problem. Mm. But it's. It's interesting when you hear these perspectives and and it doesn't make sense to me. It really does not make sense to me. But a lot of it happens in the school that they're teaching all this stuff and that mm-hmm. and people absorb it. And, you know, what's interesting is that most people who absorb it are those who get the, you know, become doctors, lawyers who have those heavy right. education that spent a lot of years on in that, you know, secondary schools and so forth. So. It's it's bizarre to me, and I especially somebody who experienced what I experienced, it was really interesting. But I, I see it, and 
the thing is that, again, I think we're the majority and it's just that we have to stay on message and people see what's going on. People are not blind. We will never get those people to change their minds, but we have to make sure that the rest of the people get up off their chairs, get up off their couches and get involved, come out to vote, volunteer, door knock and so forth, because at this point, like you mentioned, we don't know what what's going on with the elections. We are where we're at, right? At least for for the time being. But we have to just uh, work hard to make sure that we get the right people in place. Because in all honesty, the way I look at it is, if we don't get the right people in November, we're gonna we might lose PA altogether. We might yes. become the next New York, Illinois, California. Under Fetterman, for sure. Fetterman wins, Shapiro. I mean, but that's, and see, that's the thing. Shapiro, he fought to keep kids masked, right? But now he's saying that he's against mandates. See, but then people are like, see, he's against mandates. It's like, but do you remember, or did you even know that he fought to keep your kids in masks? And see, that's the thing, like with Kamala Harris. You know, I would have been like, hey, so do you know what she did leading up to being vice president? You know, like, do, do you know how many people she's gotten arrested? Do you know... You know, her whole bail, bail reform thing and her pro-marijuana stuff, she has – she's arrested thousands of people for very small amounts of marijuana. Now she they, they did not like her in her own state, you know? So – but nobody knows that. Nobody cares because her color and she's a woman, right. you know? And, and this, this right here has all the information in the world, and we can't even get people to take two seconds to just look up this information, you know? that If you don't want to hear from me, look it up. Nobody does it. So it's just hard. Like you said, I mean, the door knocking, obviously, we got to keep on doing the, the old school things. But I just don't know how we're going to get through to some people. And like you said, I, I believe we're the majority, too. But and also with with, with people don't don't think that the, the governor and Congress and Senate is, is as important as the president. Now, it's more important for, for locally. Right. I mean, the president can be great. Uh, with Trump was I, he was a great president, you know, regardless of what you may think. Trump was a great president. But. You know, New York was still going downhill. California was still going downhill. That's the governors and the local. And people just don't get that. When I talked to Ian Smith, he said there was only like a 15 percent turnout of, of uh, registered voters for the primary. I'm like, wow. what? You know, and, and, and you know, obviously not having no support from the GOP. They're pushing up this other guy. I don't even know who he was, but I, I don't know, man. I like seeing more, uh, you know, concerned citizens running. I just I, we got to get these. You know, and I'm not even a fan of the word, but we got to get the rhinos out, man. Uh, we have to somehow weasel these guys out because they, they are not for us. Um, they don't represent us whatsoever. And, you know, our kids are really uh, going to be damaged because of this stuff. And like you said, like these these are going to be the doctors, our doctors, our, our teachers, our, you know, pilots. Uh, and if you walk in with uh, a a shirt showing how pro-America you are and they think that America is the most racist, disgusting thing, you know, a surgery can go wrong or they could care less about it. Or they don't want to treat you because you don't want to wear a mask or whatever. The case. It's just it's dangerous. And it's starting with their kids. Like you said, they really do. It's Mao all over again. Right. They, they want to weaken the men and they want to, you know, women are disappearing. You know, <laughs> like, what do we do? Like, what do we do? I don't know. It's really tough, man. And schools is really depressing because, I, like you said, most parents didn't, never knew to look. I never looked. Not until COVID did I even have any idea that this would happen to school. Even when I first started seeing it in other areas, I started paying attention because uh, that was probably my favorite thing at Trump, that he really turned an eye to how much the media lies to you. 
So I started looking. I'm like, wow, this, they're, they're lying to us. They're all lying to us. And then uh, the schools, I've seen it happening in other areas. That, that would never happen here. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Sure enough, it's been happening here for a very long time. And uh, but oddly enough, you know, once parents started finding out, it's gotten way more uh, progressive and gotten way, way. They're, they're just doubling down on all of it. So I don't like my kids have already been asked pronouns. Uh, they only been in school for a week. They've been asked pronouns. Uh, my son says, my, the, like I said, the one teacher has a pride flag in the classroom. No American flag. You know, it's one thing if you're a gay lesbian. They, and that's the thing. When I say all these things, that's like, hey, maybe we should be neutral at the schools. Maybe we should just teach them the American flag uh, represents everybody instead of having these separate flags. You can have your own flag at home or wear it or be be proud of who you are 100 percent. But when. You know, our district, the mats and elementary schools, this the pride progress flag is like the new symbol for our district. And it says all are welcome, all are welcome here as if people weren't welcome before. And I've asked them that. I said, when were people welcome? Nobody can answer the question because they were always welcome. And I said that once you say that this represents this group of people, then that's separating people because this one doesn't represent them, apparently. Right. I mean, this is a public school. We got to be completely neutral with these situations. You know, if something's happening at home, that's fine. But, you know, it's just and I can't get through them. You know, when I talk to them, they, they, they try to make it sound like I'm being uh, like insensitive or, or or I'm just, you know, or I, I'm, I'm a homophobe or something. And it's like, I, listen, I have gay friends and they don't agree with this stuff either. OK, like they they think it's absolutely absurd that they're pushing this stuff so hard in school. It has nothing to do with anti-gay, has nothing to do with any of that. It's just that when you when you are running a classroom. You don't know what children are walking in that room. A public school has all different opinions and beliefs. And when you're showing and, and displaying just one opinion and belief of one group of people all over the place, you know, that, that's no home for, a, a, you know, a Christian who doesn't agree with that stuff or a Christian family, you know, and, and it's OK. They don't have to agree with it. But see, they're forcing you to agree with it and they're doing it behind your back. You know, my kid gets asked pronouns. I, I called the school today and I said, hey, this we don't do that. OK, you, like my daughter was a, a girl last year. She's still a girl this year. We're, we're not doing that, you know, and, and it's like, you know, but it still made me sound like I was just this, you know, this radical guy who just can't get with the times. But all I'm really asking for is just to be neutral. Just 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 don't don't take one opinion and belief in and display it everywhere. Don't 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 just push one group. We should we're all under the American flag. We are all one. Right. We're all we're all American citizens. Right. I mean, when when you have a one flag that only represents one group of people representing the entire district, you're causing separation. It's, right. Right. Uh, My daughter had experienced the same thing in high school. Uh, she actually would take pictures and send it. She's like, Dad, she's like, you don't understand because I'm straight. I'm not the popular kid in school. Right. And then every class you walk into, it says safe space for lgbtq plus mm. she's like how come it's not a safe space for me right you know what and 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 then i questioned that to, to uh the principal of the middle school and he uh just makes it seem like they all make it seem like this particular group has more of an issue at home uh or whatever the case is uh being accepted which you know it's 2022 nobody cares anymore you know nobody cares anymore about that but at the same time, th th there's no like proof of this that, you know, there's kids getting abused as soon as they say that they're gay or this and that. But that's what they're running off of. Oh, this is safe space. And they're also telling kids well, by saying that you know, school's safer than home. Oh, you could talk to us here about it. 
you know, if you're scared to talk at home, you can talk to me about it. You know, your teacher. Like I, you know, I hate to break it to you. You know, I, I, I've there's a lot of great teachers, but just because teachers in front of your name doesn't give you that right. You're still a stranger. You know, we're teaching kids that it's okay to talk to people other than their parents about private things, which, you know, me growing up in my time, that would have been ridiculous to say. Parents would have lost their minds, but they've they've made it such a case that, no, no, these kids need this because at home they would, you know, get abused right away if they if their parents find out that they're this or they're that. And it's like, man, what, what year are you living in, man? And there's just no way around it anymore. I, you're just a transphobe, a homophobe, whatever new phobe they want to come up with today. It's just it blows my mind. And I told him, I said, there's no scientific fact that there's more than two genders. You know, there, there, could, there could be arguments, whatever the case is. But we're at a point where the high school has furries. Kids that identify as like animals and stuff. How, so where are we taking this? Where are we taking this? How far do we go? When do we stop? You know? I don't know what to do anymore, man. Yeah, I, I fully understand. It's the same thing with, well, you don't understand. They're like you mentioned, LGBTQ. You know, they're basically being, we have to give them special. It's the same thing with right. Black Lives Matter or All Lives right. Matter. Why are you separating people? Right. When the kids right. go to school, the kids don't look at and say, oh, I'm going to play today with this black kid, Joseph. And then tomorrow I'm going to play with this Asian girl, Lindsay. No. Right, right, right. No kid goes. Why are you pushing that on the kids to begin with? Nobody does it except you are forcing it on the kids. The kids just Mm -hmm. know, oh, that's my friend Joe. That's my friend Lindsay. That's it. Nobody looks at anything else, but that's what they're pushing on the kids. Right. Right. And I've said that to the the school, too, because – my son's at elementary school was eight years old. So, you know, two of his closest friends are these two black twins, you know, never, they don't, they don't look at color, you know, that that's, hey, that's my friends, you know, whatever they hang out, we go to each other's parties, but you know, and then I see this counselor's corner thing from my district and it's, it's anti-racist training in elementary school. First off, kids aren't racist until you teach them to be racist. So when you, so now, you know, when you, I'm not saying I had this conversation with my child. I haven't found out yet. You know, he's only eight years old. It's kind of hard to get this information from him. Um, but, you know, he plays with these kids. But then you're going to sit him down in the room and, 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 you know, basically explain to him that, you know, he's always you got, right, he's always going to be more privileged because he's white. And they're always going to have a harder life because they're black or they're always going to need help with school because they're black. And that's literally what some of his equity policy says, just not in those exact words. And, well, first and foremost, these kids live in a nicer house than we do. So uh, they aren't living a hard life. And 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 the fact that you would sit a child down and talk to them like that. Now he's seeing the difference before he didn't. Now he's looking at them differently. And now they might be looking at him differently. And then you you could just you put that in their heads at a young age. And then then you have now you have sh- people going around shooting white people, black kids shooting around white people because they're just so mad at white people and they don't even know why. You know, they weren't prior to that, to his teachings and all. You know, it's it's really causing serious issues. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I just I just I don't know. And and I, I'm luckily I haven't had much backlash. I don't know if I'm too loud or, or, or too in your face, but people ask me all the time, do people backlash? No, they don't. OK, because most of the time when people actually do speak up fearlessly, they don't bother you that much. 
they bother the people they, they 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 bother the people that look scared or that won't speak up. You know what I mean? They, they try to keep you where you're at. Oh, how dare you speak up? Don't ever speak up. But if you don't care, say, hey, look, I know right from wrong. This is right from wrong. It's not uh, left or right. You know what I mean? This is right and wrong. And, and we have to really like push that idea. So have you had any backlash for for did you openly talk about these things? Well, obviously you did at the board meetings, but have you or anybody around you seen any uh, backlash? No, no. Um, obviously, we had the other side being represented at the school board and they pushed their thing with let's mask kids let's, a little bit longer. Let's mask kids. Mm-hmm. Mask kids now. These books are OK. Don't be banning books. But. Personally, backlash, no. And listen, at this point, it's there's no we can't sit and be afraid because of uh, backlash. We can't right. just sit quietly and just be like, okay, we're not going to say anything because we want to get backlash. Right. That, that boat has sailed, I think. Yeah, it really has. But there's still a lot of people like that. And, you know, I, there, there's parents that I, I know that run businesses, and and, I'm, and they they haven't said it, but I feel like because. Uh, one of them is a fairly popular uh, business in the local area. Uh, so I feel like maybe he's not he speaks behind in emails with, with the group, the parent group that we have. But he won't show up to meetings. He won't speak out. And honestly, if you are a, a known figure in the community, you should be speaking up. And it, it's just it, it's tough because, you know, so if he does it and there is some kind of protester or people, you know, talking about his his company or it's run by a racist or whatever i I don't know what to tell people like that you know like like you like you your job like you you didn't care about what your job would have said or whatever the case is how did your job feel about this because now you're very much out there and you're definitely a bigot and a racist so (laughs) so far they've been uh very supportive i mean they uh obviously took a lot of my time uh, being uh running yeah in the primary so but outside of that they're they have the same views it's just okay you know and i get why people won't say things because they look at you know this could hurt them financially and i get it but at the end of the day again we can't sit idly by and and let it happen the same thing as you know um and i'm going a little above and beyond obviously with this comparison but you know during world war ii the nazi gestapo they said, well, we yeah, were doing our job, so we just did what we were told, but we maybe didn't really believe it. Right. It's still liable. You're you're involved. Like either you're for it or you're against it. You can't be right. like, oh, I was against it, but I just have to follow orders because I want to get a paycheck. Right. Right. You know? And so at some point you kind of have to get off the jump off the fence and you know pick a side and be strong about it. And like I said, I think the majority of the people are not for all this, but for one reason or another they're staying away and it's and that's where why it seems like there's more of that side than there really is right right that's true well oddly enough in a time where we need strong men are teaching uh people to be 10 times more sensitive than they actually need to be so that doesn't help you know because you're automatically uh insensitive if you say anything right you know if you speak the truth you could be you could be wrong anyway because that could hurt somebody's feelings and that's what they're teaching masculinity right yeah yeah right exactly i actually actually made a shirt that's a toxic male and i walk around with that on sometimes because you know they display their stuff i display mine you know it is what it is but um 
but yeah, I mean, but that's a problem, you know, like I, I love that my kids look at me like like a strong man because we need more of that. And even if it's just if you're a household with just women, OK, be a strong woman, you know, and oddly enough, there's more moms fighting at school boards than there is dads. Yes. Which I'm completely like I'm astounded by that, that, that there's that the moms are the ones talking more like out of my group. I'm one of two dads out of a, a group of 10. And then and then the email group is even less. Uh, we have 70 plus parents on it. And, you know, there's one or two dads that talk and then the rest is just moms. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what to do. I mean, we need more men like you running. Well, what's 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 your plan uh, from here on out? I don't know. I haven't made a decision yet. Um, I'm definitely still involved involved in my local GOP, mm-hmm. uh, doing what I can. Uh, we were just recently fighting uh, for the against the Water Authority selling the sewer asset to Aqua mm-hmm. in Bucks County, yep. which. You know, in all honesty, it was the first issue I've seen in a very long time, where which was legitimately bipartisan. We had oh. Democrats, we had Republicans, all against it, all actually working together to make sure that the Bucks County Water and Sewer Authority doesn't sell the sewer asset to Aqua, which was great. Yeah, yeah, that is great. So seems like that deal is going to fall through, which would be great for all the residents of Bucks County. And now it's November elections. And uh, and then from there, we see what else uh, is out there on the horizon. And so they do something. Yeah. So they do support you, the GOP? They don't support me per se. I mean, I am um, an assistant committee person in the district, in my district. So I show up to the GOP meetings and so forth. Listen, I'm there and I'm volunteering and I'm doing what I need to do. But if I ever came and knocked on the door and said, hey, can I run for a position? They'd be negative because obviously I went against the grain with the incumbent in the primary. So is he talking about the school stuff at all? Oh, no, no. He's he supports having getting vaccines. I mean, the, oh, the, the guy who I ran against is Brian Fitzpatrick and uh, that guy. Not a fan. I'm not a fan. I must say I lived in Bucks County my whole life. Uh, I moved in Horsham when I was 20. I um, I lived in Bucks County for 20 years. I lived group in Warminster. <clears throat> OK, so I, I'm yeah, I'm not a fan of him. He's one of the you're right. He, I mean, he's one of those guys that that uh, talks a big game, you know, big Republican game. And then you find you know, voting the other way. Listen, so. he's the one who voted for the Equality Act, which allows biological boys into girls bathrooms Mm-hmm. He voted for a lot of that stuff, which is, as a parent, myself, and having daughters, why mm-hmm. would I want somebody representing me like that? And that's why I got involved. You know, it's 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 a tough it's a tough scenario, but it is what it is at the moment, and um, we'll go from there. But those were one of the many reasons what threw me into, hey, I need to jump into this race in the primary. That's good. We we definitely. I, I wouldn't stop, dude. Don't stop at all. You know, and I I mean I I'll get the word out in Bucks County. A lot of people live there. You know, you just. I mean, I know there's a while before you can you know run for anything at this point, unless you're planning on switching up the position you're looking for. But definitely, I you definitely gotta you gotta. We need people like you. We definitely do. 
And I, I'm kind of mad that I haven't heard of you beforehand. I'm just so tied up in my own district and just amazed that there's nobody running against uh, Todd Stevens, our, our guy over here. And I don't know. It's really tough, man, especially when you get into this, like you said, the time and, and just getting people to listen. And you, I mean, this really is a it ha, it's a full time job that you just kind of throw on top of your already uh, busy life. And it's really hard to to because I like I said I'm doing this I'm hope, hoping that this can reach people that wouldn't normally listen to me, um, and hopefully this can help you out too because you're you're definitely a good guy I, I like everything that you said and you stand for what's right and that's what really matters it doesn't matter about party and all reality, you know like this is this is damaging our children and uh, I feel like if if it doesn't stop now the people who wouldn't listen to us we'll find out that we were speaking the truth when it's too late, when their kid is, you know, I, who knows what, what they'll be, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's getting to a point where therapists are, are, are letting kids, giving kids transitioning information as soon as they mention it, they feel like something else, like minors. Um, that's in Bucks County, too. I specifically know a situation. As soon as this girl mentioned that she feels like she might want to be a boy, they give her pamphlets on how to transition right away, immediately. So it really, I mean, it's more than right now I'm focused on the schools, but I mean, I I really want to go after the health department, the Monco Health, uh, all of it, because they all are doing the same thing. You know, they were the ones, you know, the CDC said, oh, it's up to your local area to for the masking. But then they're like, oh, no, well, the CDC said that we still need the mask. And it's like, no, they didn't. They said it's up to you. You're the one that's still pushing it. And then obviously the schools are going to listen to the health department and. So it's way bigger than the schools, and we just got to infiltrate it. <laughs> yes, and that's the thing. We do have to – there's so many different fires to fight and so forth, but I, I kind of realize that I can't be everywhere, and I kind of have to focus mm. a little on certain things and just do what I can with that. But I will tell you this much. Throughout my uh, run in the primary, I – you know, you always – here and you always wish you were around people who were like-minded like you and i met so many incredible people throughout my journey running for uh, congress that i wouldn't change it for the for anything they're the most awesome awesome group of people that i am still in contact with who are still involved and we talk and so forth and it's 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 been an incredible journey and and so for those people who are thinking, well, I don't know if there's many people like me, I'm not sure if I will be able to find other like-minded people, you will. If you want to get involved and you want to help, you will find those people who are just like you and a lot of them and a lot of amazing people. Right. And so that's, if and nothing else, if you're like, well, you know, all these people around me are all thinking that with these leftist policies and so forth, there are people like you, but you just have to get involved in that role right. and you'll meet them. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if nobody's stepping up, then make that person you. You be the first one. And then you'll see people follow for sure. So I, I've definitely noticed that. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think we'll wrap it up here unless you have anything else to say. Yeah. No, I appreciate the time. Yeah, it was a great conversation, man. You're, you're a really good guy. Don't don't stop. You know, don't don't stop at all. Like we, we need as many people as possible. Don't let, you know, whatever happened this time get you down or whatever the case is. From what I understand, you still had a nice amount of votes and, you know, you can do what you can, man. But you see that there's a lot of us. There is a lot of us. You see it. I see it. 
we just got to speak for people sometimes and then they'll follow shortly i guess right that's it that's it all right well thank you man appreciate it thank you dustin thank you